For the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and let's get this thing started. Welcome back to Java Chat, everybody. I just wanted to do a little uh, preclude, uh, prelude, preclude, prelude, something like that, um, to the podcast today because <laughs> this is like a part two where Damon Burton. And I get back together and just kind of hang out and we chat about a few things. Some of it about um, life in general, because he was kind enough to send me a, um, he's kind enough to send me a gift. And uh, because he had heard my mother was not feeling well. Um, so he sent a, a you know, a, um, something to cheer me up. And it really did. And then we got to talking again about business and, he shares a lot of good stories and I want you guys to listen to these stories because they teach a lot of great lessons and then we go back and forth and guys, this one's, this one's like really, this is even less formal than normal. So, wow, that rhymed. This is less formal than normal. So sit back, relax and enjoy two good guys, two good friends, just sitting back and really just chopping it up. All right. And thanks for stopping by and listening to Java Chat. Ding dong. There is the man. Ding dong. What's up, dude? What's up? Um, Look at that. We're rock and rolling. We're recording already. Oh, that's that's normal. It, it, it's the moment I turn it on, I just let it record. Um, you turn bitch, me on. Dude. Spoon, spoon, spoonful of comfort, huh? Yeah. Fucking A. I haven't opened all of it yet, but I, I started digging in. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. That is... Super fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, I sent, I, I ordered a while ago, and so, um, you know, I don't know how long it takes, depending on where you're at, because you're showed you know, up yesterday. Did it? Okay, cool. Because the tracking yesterday. just said today, and I was like, oh, oh man, I hope he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. It was funny because I, I get notifications. Um, we have an Amazon hub, so I get notifications by email. Uh, your package has arrived, and I'm like. I know, is this a spam? What is the hell is this? <laughs> well, no. Some every once in a while, like my my mom who lives with me, not right now, obviously, but uh-huh. she'll get like um, these books sent in the postal service, and we just keep sending them back because it's like we don't need books, you know. Like who sends them? Uh, it's um, either Guidepost sends them or it's it's a program that they have they send the book out and you read the book and then they send you an invoice to pay for the book and it's like but i didn't order this it's columbia house no 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 it's it's uh it's guidepost <laughs> although columbia house does sound quite familiar um, uh, anyway it's um but yeah so so when that showed up I'm, i i asked everybody I said, you order anything and no i didn't order nothing i know and i said well it's addressed to me so that doesn't make sense and of course yesterday i i was at two podcast recordings and i had an appointment on the other side of town by the time I got home, it was like six o'clock. So I'm like, I guess I better go get this. I don't know what it is. And I open up the door opens and it's one of the lower, bigger doors. I'm like, oh fuck, what did I don't I didn't order anything? And then I see the name on it, and I'm like, spoonful of what? <laughs> Some somebody's fucking around. So, so I bring the so I bring it home and I'm like, I'm trying to get settled in the house and my son's looking at the box. I'm like, get a knife, cut it open, see what it is. Get a knife. <laughs> yes. Cause because you know, I'm like, you're standing by the box. I gotta get shit done. Go ahead, just cut it open up. He opens it up, he goes, It's a spoon. 
<laughs> I'm like, so just, of- it's just getting weirder. By the uh, moment. Yeah, it's like the box opens up. I'm like, is that it? He's like, it's a big box for a spoon. He goes, so there's some other stuff in here too, like some recipes. I'm like, okay, so this is a foodie thing. Obviously, somebody knows I'm a foodie. He goes, oh, here, here's a card. I'm like, fucking Damon, right on. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'm like, the mystery has been solved. It's now magic. <laughs> Well, well, yeah. So I, I sent that, you know, and when I saw what was going on with your mom and then unrelated to that, um, when we were booking this and I'm like, I ain't sending you shit for your birthday. I did send you something. So, (laughs) so I I don't know what you got when you're getting it, but I was hoping you you would get it today. (laughs) I'll take it as both a a birthday and a console, a comfort, comforting gift. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, by the way, that guitar in the back, there's a copy of it here at my house. Yeah, mine's is a wash. <laughs> mine's is a washburn. I have yeah, I have no idea what it is. So I, did I not it, tell you the story about it? I I believe you did, but tell me again. So when COVID hit, um, and like that first like ten days, two weeks, right. when everyone was just like, "What's what's gonna happen?" and I was like, "Hmm, I should probably get that guitar now in case like t- in case like." you know things slow down and everybody steals all the freaking guitars off amazon exactly and, and finally <laughs> finally pick up learning guitar in case there's a downturn that's where it's sat since i got it because downturn never happened on my end <laughs> yeah no and in fact i would think that in your end it, it got it, it, well from your post it's gotten busier um and that's a lot sure. of what i want to talk about because i've been following what you've been po- posting as far as the business side of stuff i mean yeah, we'll yeah. talk about some other things too but uh i've been watching and there's there's been a lot of stuff going on we have a couple of projects on our end same story um it's it's balls to the walls for some reason even in the midst of all yeah. the craziness at least it for is. our stuff it is uh, you know both our businesses are are service-based online anyway yeah. um but in any case i'm not going to do the normal intro we're already here we're talking it's all good i'm probably just going to fade it in with a with a commentary up front going yeah damon came on and we just started talking <laughs> well here here all right. Well, there, there's your intro right there. Yeah. yeah right. Exactly. Out. We're we're hey. in. Hey, welcome to we're Java good. Chat. <laughs> hey, hey, everybody, everybody. I, um, I don't know when this is going to air, but as of the day we're recording, I owe Michael something. Michael, do you know what I owe you? You owe me something. Mm-hmm. Well, usually I don't. I don't know. Other than a song, maybe for Happy Birthday. Dude, you nailed it. <laughs> happy <laughs> birthday <laughs> to you. <laughs> happy. All right, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna start doing the mug swing. Oh, start yeah, getting... yeah. <laughs> oh, unfortunately, there's no whiskey in it, so it's not Irish coffee. I can't really do this one with it. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that Happy later, birthday, man. I appreciate it, brother. I really do. Um, yeah. <laughs> never would I have thought that my 49th birthday would be spent thinking about my mother. However, um, it is what it is. Um, by the yeah. way, she is she is um, slowly getting better. Uh, I think two days ago she was actually able to lift her right arm. Previous to that, her right arm was almost immobilized. Yeah, um, that's so good, man. That started. She's more active. She is talking a bit more. Uh, I know they're putting her through a lot of um, a lot of rehab, like three hours a day of rehab. So she must be tired. Well, yeah, you know what's what's what kind of sounds like the silver lining, if there is any, in this is is that like if she's making that much progress that fast, dude, that's good. It's you know what's funny is, is I used to be a personal trainer years ago, and mm-hmm. um, when I would get people that come out from surgeries, 
there was always the rehab section and then there was the personal training section. But there's this, there was this huge gap between the two that was called reconditioning that no one had ever actually addressed on either side. So mm. I learned this gap by experience of having a couple of clients and watching mom go through her minuscule changes on the rehab yeah. side. Um, when she comes home, I'm fairly sure I'm going to be right in that spot. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. it's still, it's still minuscule steps. Um, they're a little more than usual. And obviously at her age, I'm not going to be expecting like huge jumps, but yeah. um, I'm fairly confident there's going to be a lot of, a lot more care needed. Um, yeah. And, you know, we're adjusting that as we go. But in any case, yeah. um, can you tell me a little bit more about the spoonful of comfort? Because I haven't dug into it yet. It just, it looks like a foodie thing and it looks like I might be eating really well for the next couple of days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so sorry. He, he's asking about spoonful of comfort because I sent him a gift. Um, <laughs> you know, him just talking about his mom. I, I sent him like a sympathy gift, like, hey, you know, thinking of you. And so what spoonful of comfort is, I actually could probably give you two stories. So one is the way I found out about them is, gosh, I don't know, 10 years ago, they were a client of mine. Oh, cool. And, um, and just blew them up, man. They were on shark tank and oh, we just, we just crushed it. And so they've gone on to do like really big things. And, and it's like such a unique gift that I just still send it. And, um, it looks unique. I mean, to, you, first off, you don't open a box and just all of a sudden there's a spoon there. You just don't, it's a, it's a ladle, bro. Get no, it right. I I, okay. It's a ladle. It's it, that's the truth. It is a ladle and a very pretty one, by the way. I, it's just like, but that one's going to be hanging on the wall. <laughs> but that's that's the thing you know like i've talked to people about spoonful of comfort and they're like what is it i'm like it's soup and you're like soup <laughs> are you kidding no oh my gosh yeah, soups like are grand, amazing uh, well now well now we got to go even back further so the woman that started it her name is marty weimer and um she her her mom had had passed away from cancer uh -huh. and so when she was going through like the you know the sunset phase um she just wanted like help her mom out and what and was like what's what's something that i can do that shows i care and and so she was like doing this soup thing and and then and so that kind of spawned it was like sure. this legacy for her mom sure and so um you know you talk about like you know where they really found success is when they shifted their messaging from selling soup to selling an occasion yeah right yeah and so now it's more sentimental and but the the thing about it the reason why i say like oh chicken noodle soup is because like I, I don't blame you that's what it sounds like you know but it's not it's like an unboxing experience their branding is so amazing and you like you just open it and like like at the end when you're done opening it you don't soup isn't even on your mind you're just like that was rad yeah no i, I so let me let me give you the the initial thoughts when i first opened the box because obviously you know Kama got into it first <clears throat> but he didn't move anything <clears throat> and he's like there's the spoon, the ladle. He didn't know any better. Uh, there's the spoon. And I was like, okay, cool. And then there's a flap covering the other side of the box that said, uh, that says love by the spoonful, which I thought was absolutely amazing. Um, Cause honestly, soups were kind of intended to be that love by the spoonful. You know, if you really do a good soup, you can taste the love. You can do that. Um, being a foodie, I can say this. But then you get under it. And now there's other stuff inside there that just the bright color of yellow. Uh, it's very welcoming. It's very opening. It's very warm. And then you get the card. And then you get, you know, there's a couple other promotional things. But you start seeing the box itself and what's in the box. And again, I haven't gone all the way down. I'm excited to do this. 
but you can just tell that this is something that was put together really to get you to 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 open this and this at the same yeah. time as you're going down. Yeah. So I can totally get why you wouldn't be focused on the soup. You'd be just more like, wow, this is a hell of an That's experience. Nice, yeah. 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 And I and and to add on to what you said as you go through and the as you remove those layers, everything is just like perfectly symmetrical or proportionate. It is. So it's like it's oddly satisfying yeah. in its alignment yeah. of everything. Yeah. Well let, let's put it this way. The O C D in me is really enjoying the unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta tell you one other funny story. Yeah. Um so I sent I sent a client of mine, this was probably eight years ago, and, mm-hmm. and now, he's a fr- now he's a friend of mine. Um, I sent him Spoonful, and I sent it to him uh, like, like for like a Christmas thank you. you yeah, know, yeah, thanks yeah. for your business. Sure. And, and I sent it like three, four, five days before Christmas because I figured people are going to check out of the office at some point. <clears throat> and I didn't hear anything from him. Like two weeks later went by. It's like now creeping up on the second week of January. And I, and I messaged him and I was like, Hey, how things going? By the way, did you get that thing I sent you? Cause I didn't want to like tell him what it was. I wanted right. him to get right. it. And he's like, Oh my God, dude, that was you. I got to <laughs> tell you the funniest story. So what had happened oh. <laughs> is they left like the week before. Uh-huh. So it just, the, the, the delivery guy just like chucked it down the stairs. Oh, and so it, on. so it cracked and and they were gone for two weeks and so then it just rotted so he's like dude for like two weeks we're like what is that smell and we couldn't figure it out and finally we went and checked out the we went through the back door and that's where it was creeping through i guess yeah so it was just like creeping in like leaching into the office this this funk <laughs> so, oh so now it's gosh. A, now it's this funny story that we talk about years later oh my gosh that is funny though i mean it, can you just imagine that coming back to the office going what the hell was that yeah <laughs> was that, it was it was it was locked wasn't it did, did you leave the refrigerator open again <laughs> so he he said there was something that like I can't remember what the tenant in the suite next to him was, but he's like, every once in a while there was like a smell and like for a reason. And he's like, we, we thought it was that. And it was just way worse for some reason, but it just didn't go away. <laughs> uh, yes. The wonderful neighbors, the ones that yeah. make noise at weird hours of the night. <laughs> yeah. There's too, too many memes and shit around that. Um, so you, you posted something recently that, really got my attention and i think it was yesterday um and it had to do with by the way guys if if you guys if you guys haven't checked out damon yet what the hell are you waiting for um (laughs) he he posts well first off you you post not just the 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 joys but you also post the pains of being an entrepreneur being in business um on linkedin if you're not following him follow him Uh, and one of the things that you shared i think it was yesterday um, was the fact that you had kind of a trade out um, two clients mm. that that yeah. had to move on and then bringing on two new clients and I found it interesting uh, by the your energies just pull in whatever it, it's like it gets gets replaced but at the same time you're effective so that just makes it even better but when yeah. you were talking about the loss of the two um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that because I get the feeling there was a little more in emotions than what you posted because it is a hard thing to lose a client and to face that, you know, maybe it's no longer a fit or maybe it just didn't work or maybe there was something you couldn't do that somebody else could, which, which we face. You know, we're, we're not the SEO experts of the world. We can do it, but 
we're not you. Um, we're mm -hmm. better on the, you know, the AI stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and it becomes, it becomes a slight frustration. And, and yet, building the, the relationships correctly, you still end up with a friend. Um, yeah. and, you can, and you can always talk with them. And, and they may come back to you and pick your brain at, at certain points in time just to ask and see. And, and, you know, I've always done that with everybody. You get a marketing question, feel free to ping me. Information's free, you know? Yeah. Um, but can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that? I mean, how did that all go yeah. down and what, what, where is it now? It's, it's actually a really cool story. So it, first of all, it was two days ago mm -hmm. because yesterday, wasn't yesterday, yesterday I posted my gangster rap album cover. Did you see my gangster That's rap right. album I cover? That's right. I'm sorry. You're right. It was two days ago. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm going to reshare that now that you reminded me. <laughs> so, so two days ago, yeah, pretty I posted badass too, by uh -huh. just to be clear. <laughs> um, so the, the clients, um, so I get uh, kind of like Michael started to imply, um, I, I, I have a genuine interest in relationships with my clients and, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of marketing agencies, and I'm sure you can agree with this. Um, it's like turn and burn, right? It's like high volume, good That's sales guys. That I, keep, I, I keep trying to, you know, I've always advocated for get yourself five to 10 solids, leave the rest alone. Cause you're, you're going to do what you just said, turn and burn. Where's the relationship? There's yeah. nothing left. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, as I touched on in the post, um, I still have our first dozen clients from yeah. 14 years ago. That, and that's, and that's the best dude. That's yeah, like so most, the best. Most people in our industry can't even say 14 months ago. You know, so anyway, so I had these two clients, um, cancel our, our cancel rates super low. Mm -hmm. And, um, when, when they do cancel by far the majority of the time, it's unrelated to performance. And that was the circumstance. Yeah. That's so. guys. Let me be clear about something here with Damon. If you're not following him online, he's not pumping. Okay. Let me, let me make this real clear. His efficacy, as far as his skills and his business and his team, they don't screw around. They do really good work. So when he says they have a very low turn rate, it's because they do what they say they're going to do and they get shit done. If somebody happens to leave, it ain't because of performance. There's some other extenuating circumstances going on. So I, I, this, is, yeah. this is just me back in Damon as the man knows his shit. So if you're not following him, go follow him. All right, please continue. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, if I feel like we're into a campaign and we're not delivering, then, then I'll opt out. Like Same. I'll say, you Same. Know? Same. So, so with these two clients, one of them was in, um, like the way I position it in the post, cause I didn't want to, you know, say who it was, they, they work in kind of like swag. They do branded apparel yeah, yeah. and, um, they, they do like really high volume orders. So it's mm -hmm. not just the yeah, it's enterprise know, level stuff. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. So they had with, with COVID they had with, with businesses kind of watching their dollar, they're you know, swag's going to kind of hit the chopping yeah. block. Yeah. And so they, they, it, it's been really interesting though with them because they exploded in May and then really? it was, yeah. And then it was like, they're kind of hit and miss. So I don't necessarily think there's anything going on. I think it's just where it is, but <coughs> you know, I talked to him about it. Cause like I said, we're, we're, I, I build relationships. So we just chatted about it. And he's like, yeah, it's really weird. You know, we're up here, down here, up here, down here. And then when I looked at the analytics, their traffic is up almost double. Well, I shared it in the post. Their traffic, their yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the traffic. online exposure was up almost double. But May, May was maybe we're still in the middle of lockdown, right? 
a lot of places. This this guy's overseas, yeah. So oh. he is. Yeah. Um, but most of his clients are in the states. But I'm because just, he, I was I was just gonna say because if I remember around that time, I had heard some people talking about alternative alternative measures to to either engage new clients or appreciation of existing clients. It well, almost his, makes sense that his business kind of boomed there to me since that was the yeah, month that people well, were talking his, about it. I mean, his I don't isn't know. quite so much client appreciation because you think client appreciation, that's going to be like 20 to 100 units, you know, yeah. something like that. Mm. He, he works with like Mountain Dew. You know, oh, when they're gonna when they're gonna buy. That's like a full brand push. Thou- that's that's thousands. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. So so the the those huge monster orders, like I think people are just like they're kind of repivoting or they're on pause. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. worried, and he's not worried either. But he's like, I've talked to others in my industry, and they're kind of saying the same thing. So I'm not out, but let's just take a pause, right? Yeah. So uh, so I'm not worried, and like I said in the post, when people 50% plus of my clients that leave come back, either because it's like this where they're like, hey, I just need to hang on for a minute or a lot of times what happens is i've had this one guy leave and come back three times and every time and i've had a couple other people even come back and they go and they're like and then and sometimes it's good because they're like holy shit like now i get like what you were saying damon wasn't pumping me up like the what he tells me is legit and now i got pumped up by the other guys yep and i see it so they come back and and they usually it's just they come back once and then they get it but this this guy's funny and, and he hasn't the the last time he came he's still with us but the last time he came back was like three years ago so i think he gets wow it. so um, i hope so geez if he hasn't figured it out the third time it's supposed to be the charm but yeah but the interest <laughs> the interesting part of the story is i think it's unfolding and i'm super excited to to share whatever comes up of it down the road because the second client um i have a really just personal curiosity and vested interest in seeing their success. They, they are in a kid's apparel industry and they kind of made their own product. Well, they did make their own product. And so it's, it's in its, like they're creating their own market, but Mm. it's like, it's really related to an existing market. So it's kind of, kind of hard to explain without without calling out who they are. Mm. But, um, so they're fighting against like, billion dollar brands mm-hmm. for a position that doesn't exist like until people see their product they don't know that product exists and so oh, we wow. have to educate them and tackle the audience of parallel products something really close and be like hey did you know there's this other thing and so they have um they've they've made massive progress and they're fighting billion 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 dollar brands but um one thing i'm super I pride myself on is just like transparency and, and I'm like, this is going to take a long time. It's not your usual year of we're, SEO. We're, we're facing, we're facing the same thing with, with the spirits company um, because of all the new, for one, you got companies like yeah. Diageo and stuff like that, pushing yeah. all the big brands. And then you got all these new ones. We, we've just, um, we're talking every day. With, there's a new one you're fighting against. And they got these beautiful websites. They all suck, but they're like, they got these beautiful websites that have no SEO on them. Yeah. Um, and they're out there trying to trying to pump a brand. Half the time they don't have their story straight. We're redoing the brand story for the spirits company just so we can educate people on what real rye is. So I get it. I mean, what is so is this I'm is not the, done, bro. No, I was gonna I, be I like, got more of a story. Yeah, please, because there, there I, this, there's gotta be more to this. So so I hit the guy up and I said, Look, or I messaged him and I said, Yeah, man, um, yeah, if we're gonna take if we're gonna stop, that's fine, but 
and I just said the same thing I just told you. I'm like, I really have an interest in seeing this succeed. Can we just talk? And he writes back excitedly. Like I, I figured he'd said, yeah, you know, he, I wasn't concerned <laughs> on saying no, but he came back super excited. He's like, yeah, of course, man. And so I talked with him yesterday and I said, all right, what's going on? Is it you are spending more money on paid ads because it's more instant gratification because their product is a very visual thing because you need to educate the audience that, sure, sure. that it exists. Sure. I said, is it that, or is it that, you know, SEO takes time. And, and he's like, it's a little bit of both. And I know that SEO takes time. We knew that going into it. And I said, here's the deal. Like I get that you haven't got your return yet. And that was, those expectations were set, but I also understand that like it, it's exciting and sexy to get that return. But as, as we both know, you're fighting billion dollar brands and you have to educate an audience that doesn't know your product exists. And so I sent him the a screenshot of his progress. And I said, I know you've already seen this, but I want to kind of put this in context. I go, look, you're showing up here, 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 and here, and here. They're not on page one yet, but you're on the freaking radar, dude. Like you're some on page two and then like a crap ton on page eight. I'm like, you're not going to get traffic from those. But me seeing like how close you are, that's money in the bank because you are fighting billion dollar brands. Like that's a gold mine. And so I told him, this is why I'm excited to see where it goes in the future because it reminds me of how I started my agency, which maybe that's the next story. But what I did is I said, what, tell me what you want to do. I said, I will do this for free for a year if you incentivize me. And I said, let's agree on goals. I will take the loss. If we don't make it, you're out nothing. If we make it, make it worth my time. Yeah. Because you're going to kill it when we get to page one. And so he's like, dude, I love it. Give me a couple of days and I'll figure out where we can meet in the middle. Yeah. We, we, same story on our side with the spirits company. Cause we, I have a vested interest in the company as, cause I've been with them for two years having the new LLC um, literally one of the partners has put in all his time on building the site and getting the SEO mm -hmm. and stuff in place. Um, and he literally, it was, it was a deal between him externally of the agency. Cause I said, I'm, I can't, I can't go back and charge conflict of interest for one I said, why don't you go cut a deal with him? And his deal was look, just cover me for this much. And I'm in for the long haul. We'll get this thing selling. We'll get this thing moving. And on the back end, the CEO's like, don't you worry, I got you. And we're watching their sales starting to finally move. It's not, it's yeah. not huge yet, but it's moving. It's moving. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think sometimes a lot of the new digital agency owners don't know this part of entrepreneurship like we do, which mm -hmm. is if I can see something like I'm still a, I'm still vested in a tech company. Um, I had a vested interest in them when I first came in. I was like, okay, look, here's what I'll do for you. Here's what I, here's what I'm looking for. And he goes, well, how many shares do you want? I'm like, what's, what's good. So we have our deal Company's still rolling. I'm not active with them anymore, but I saw it as, look, this is a nine figure deal. No one saw COVID coming. So it kind of affects it because they're in the meeting industry, mm. but I'm sure they'll be able to pivot with some other, some other things. Yeah. They, then they've been improving even, even in the midst of they've been improving. It makes sense sometimes to be vested in some way, either as a shareholder or, or you know, take care of me on the back end. Yeah. As, as long as there's some kind of true interest and gut feeling, because I've also seen people do that wrong. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. That, that I was just going to say this is the first time I've considered a rev share in a long time because it's those can hurt. Yeah, it's not that I'm against them, but the problem you run into is you got too many chefs in the kitchen. Like I can do all of my share and somebody else is going to screw it up for me. And so that's why I'm usually like, no, well, first of all, 
when we make it a success, you're going to be paying me a lot more money anyway. So you should yeah. probably just, yeah. you know, take a step back. But second of all, you know, you're, I have no idea who's going to impact our incentive. And so I usually say no, but in this case, um, the potential upside is just massive that I'm willing to roll the dice on this one. Well, you're, all, you're also in a, in a much more, it's obvious you're in a much more personal relationship with the business owner who makes the, the, the choices, which basically, and there's two things on that because when I, when I talked with the tech company guy, um, I knew he had some challenges of his own because he's a sales guy and now all of a sudden he's a CEO and it's like, okay, you got some skills to learn. But mm-hmm. even in the midst of all the challenges, I was like, this deal, if he can get over his ego, this deal is going to make money. And when it finally hits and they get the right team, this thing is going to explode. And last year they hit their first profitable year and they're only in year three. Yeah. That's a good sign. Now yeah. I'm still waiting for him to step out. He's still looking for a good CEO, but he's picked up about three other people for the board that are not originators of the, of the company. They weren't in the company at first. They came from other industries. So they can bring the outside perspective. And, yeah. and, they're, and they're all solid people. <clears throat> so it's growing the way it ought to grow. I'm thinking 2021 opens up everything again, that we'll have, we'll have more of the right people in place. And eventually he will step out and this thing will go nuts. That's, that's the thing that you have to be able to tell. It's, it, I think a lot of it deals with emotional intelligence, obviously, but you have a personal relationship with this person. You already know whether or not the ego is going to get in the way. You already know whether or not other people are going to get in the way. Uh, and sometimes you don't. That's sometimes true, they yeah. come out of left field. But when you have that kind of trust, I think it's easier for us to be able to say, let's give it 90 days. Let's see where we're at. Or let's give it six months or let's give it a year, you know, because we know, we know where we can produce and where we can hit. Um, in, in your case, I think, I think this was the one yesterday, the fast traffic that you posted mm. while that's not the, while that's not the end game, there's some stuff you can do that can get you some good, some good traffic right out the gate. If yeah. you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it, well, go ahead. I was going to say, just to wrap that up, if you are thinking of doing a rev share, do not do it just because you see the potential they need to see the potential their team needs to see the potential and there needs to be a hole that you can fill if you can fill that that space that void that they're that they're actually lacking and make sure there's one there because if you try to force a wedge in there it's going to be a problem then you have an absolute chance at uh contributing to success being a part of the success and benefiting from the success does that make sense yeah, yeah, and you you got a good point that I didn't even really think about. He he's a good dude. Yeah, so there's certainly some trust there. Um and and it's, I didn't even think about it just because he's a good dude, so that's a good point. Um but yeah, and then he's uh he's also the type that you know is you know morally driven. So it's yeah, not like that's, if that's there's Yeah, cuz you have these other I've talked about other podcasts about how years ago I had a VC company say, "Hey, let's you know, let's roll you into this other company and um, we're going to pay you third, third cash, third stock, third note. And I was like, nope, because, <laughs> because we like, all know how that one rolls. <laughs> yeah. It's like your third cash is your only guarantee. The, the note, the, 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 the stock and the note, like goodbye, because they the, don't the, the stock, they're going to move you into shelf corporation and, and, def, and you know, it's going to go defunct. And then because it goes defunct, there goes your note. So, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about anything here's, like that with this here's, guy. Here's, here's, a note, here's a note for bankruptcy. Here you go. 
that's that's sometimes how that falls out trust me i've run down that one too dude it's uh, crazy how some business owners are just intended like that's their game plan come in gotta, take over squeeze them out well that's that's vc and that's equity firms and and we can get into that in a second let's take a quick break for 30 seconds guys we'll be right back i'm sitting here with damon burton of uh, seo national and we're back here java chat hanging out with damon burton um <laughs> We're just talking, we're literally on the break. We're just talking about how this is like both of our, ironically, both of our only appointments for the day. He's not got any other podcast schedules. I've got no, no other appointments, no meetings, nothing else. Doesn't just mean like, I'm not busy. That, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like we both, we both got a ton of shit to do and we're going to be playing catch up after we finish you know this. Let's, let's, you know what was funny is um, how we connected. So you and I have chatted before on your Java mm -hmm. chat, mm -hmm. but then your like assistant was doing outreach and found my profile wherever yep. and, and shoots me an email not knowing you and I not only have talked before, but are kind of friends. And so she's like, Hey, check out Michael's podcast and you'd be a great fit. And so I, I write the assistant back and I'm like, you have fabulous taste in guests, <laughs> but we've already talked before. And Michael's like, fuck it, man, let's do it. <laughs> Rihanna must've gotten that shit kick out of that. That hasn't been funny. Uh, she's, and she's adorable. She's, uh, she's one of our interns. She's actually been managing the, calendaring and the outreach and stuff like that she does a really good job um really proud of her uh, i i don't i don't know that she's going to be with us forever because she has actually found something that she really enjoys and good. i'd be remiss to ask her to stay if it was yeah. if it wasn't going to make her happy um i would hope because she's very efficient and she's very good at what she does um yeah. and, and so are the rest of the interns we're we're really we're excited let's put it that way we actually found yeah. a we actually found a group of gen z's that uh, that work <laughs> If I've ever heard of a, ju a juxtaposition, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what was interesting. So I was always in the middle in the, I always played the middle line on that, that, that discussion of Gen Z's. And, and I was like, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty neutral on just about everything. I'm like, yeah, it's not always black and white, like it's, anything, it's politics, not, religion, it's whatever. Never, it's never black and white. That's why I'm, a, that's why I'm uh, what they consider a moderate. I'm right down the middle. Yeah, so but I, I did. I, I play on either side just for fun, but you know, it's just so I can shit post and shit talk. That's about it. I I did have my Gen Z moment though. I uh, this did was you? like two, this was like two years ago, and what? I was looking to hire a new copywriter. And so I'm on the board of advisors at one of the local colleges for their um, digital marketing curriculum. Sweet. And um, so we're at we're at this little board thing, and and you know, part of the rounds at the end is like. Um, know anything we can do for you guys in return the, the college asks us and they said i'm looking for a copywriter and i i know that's not under the digital for for me it's under the digital marketing umbrella but for curriculum it's not and so they're like well, let me talk to one of our language arts people and see and so she, this guy makes the intro and and this person's like i got the perfect candidate they're they're fresh you know this and that and um i go oh my god dude, i'm cringing <laughs> thinking about this so i go and meet them they, they were local and so we go and meet uh, i talked to him on the phone or email or whatever and i said let's go meet at this restaurant um we'll grab a bite to eat we'll get to know each other i'll tell you about Best what way to do responsibilities it. looking to looking to fill yep. and you know you can tell me if you think it's a fit and you know obviously i'm screening their their candidacy sure and so we we go it was the oh my Dude, for real, man, this is so. I get the restaurant, 
like I pull up in the parking lot and I wait, wait, get out. Which, which restaurant did you go to? This is gonna this is gonna set a good frame. This so it's it's a local restaurant. There's only there's only two in Utah. It's called Roosters. It's like this micro okay. pub, but they have like awesome food. Yeah. And so well, pubs, um, pubs have a tendency to do a little better than most people think. Yeah, yeah. They so really I I go and um right out the gates. Like in retrospect, it was it was just such a twilight zone moment. So <laughs> I get out of the car. And for some reason, I'm like, I'm walking. I'm like, it really feels like someone's looking at me. Oh, and I, they were watching and, you go in. No, dude, you're gonna die. Oh, okay. And, and so, but but at the same time, I'm not like a tin hat wearing kind of guy. And right. I'm like, Whatever, and I just keep moving. Right. And then I get in, and I I meet the I meet the young lady, and and we I'm like, come over here, and you know, we go sit down, and she's just kind of awkward, which is fine. And so we sit down and she's like 18, 19, 20, no, she was like 20, 21. And um, so we're talking and she's like, I got to tell you something. Um, my parents were worried about me meeting you. So they're, they're outside and they just texted me and said, I think that's him walking in. He's wearing <laughs> this and that. And I was like, oh my God, I was, I was being watched. You had, so, you had the gut feeling. That was like awesome. right off the bat. Like red flags like yeah all day why why is this 20 something year old having her parents drop her off why are they so insecure yeah. that she can't be by herself why is she okay with being that insecure and so <laughs> i i'm just talking to her and i just you know i'm nice and but it's already a no just from that like i need somebody that's independent and and so we're talking and um she's like so so what does full-time mean and i'm like what and she's like, like, how many hours is that? And I'm like, you know, 35 to 40 a week. Usually? Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, I don't have a driver's license or a bank account. So how would you pay me? I'm like, this is done. Oh. <laughs> like, and so that was like, so I still, I'm still in the middle on the whole Gen Z, Gen Z thing. But, but that was my first in-person real life experience. I was like, okay, I get it now. So, so my experience obviously i'm 49 jeez i'm 49 you're fucking old dude fuck you anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, uh the so i i've experienced boomers x y z all the way down the line and the chatter has always been the same about each generation and what i've learned is each generation has the spectrum I don't care where you're at. What yeah. shows what shows up a lot of times are the negatives, while the while the positives are usually quiet because it's par for the course. It's what's expected. So, like when I had, I've I've had millennials that didn't do jack, and I've had a couple millennials that were phenomenal. One who now works for um, uh, Sleep Number, um, I believe in corporate. And she and I are still friends to this day. She flew from North Dakota. She was going to NDU. She flew from North Dakota to Las Vegas, held down a job while she worked as an intern for me here. Mm. Floored me. Went home, went through the whole, you know, the university called me, asked what I did. And I, I gave him the rundown. At that time, I was working for the Angel Investment Group and said, yeah, this is what she did. But not on the list, they're like, wow, she did more than she needed to. I'm like, do you need proof? Because I've got the work. They're like, no, no, we're good. She sends me pictures of her degrees. Off she goes. Yeah. Three more after that. Didn't do a damn thing. Yeah. I got Gen Z's this round. Six of them. And they're all cranking. While they're holding down jobs. Yeah. All of them. And it's like, 
the reason I picked up six is like, I know you guys have work to do and you got other stuff. I need to make sure that one, well, one, I can't give them more than eight or 10 hours of work a week because they're interns until I, until I flip them. Uh, Secondly, it's like, they got a life. If somebody can't do it, I have to have the resources to cover what projects we have. So we do, we all cover each other. We're all, they all talk with each other. At first it was just kind of everybody getting used to each other. And then there are the Gen Z's that are absolutely like what you had. So it's not, I, I, I don't call it a generational thing because we only see, we only see the stuff that's odd, awkward, out of place, or just out. <laughs> like, like, like that one. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's the same circumstances. It's just different things. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's. How many employees well, have you come across like that, dude? I mean, it doesn't matter what generation they are. I mean, just, just oh, employees dude, my, in general. My employee approach. Okay, oh, now, yeah. now here's, here's the next section, ladies and gentlemen. Get ready. Here it comes. <laughs> you just did open up a new, new Oh, do discussion. it, do it, do it. Um, dude, I would put my team loyalty up against anybody's. And here's what makes this even more amazing is go back six months. Um, and I, my longest employee has been with me for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Prior to six months, so I have 20 employees. About mm-hmm. half of them are in the States, half are in the Philippines. Right. Six months ago, I had never met any of them in person. I still have not met any of the ones in the States. And I have only met, I met about 75% of the ones in the Philippines in March. And I saw this, you post about that. That was, that was cool. Yeah, that I brought it. Yeah, I brought them. So there's so many things I talk about, about the Philippines trip, but I'll just talk about one thing. Um, I brought them snow because they're always talking about like, how'd you take snow all the way out there? I'll tell you. So, (laughs) so it's, you know, it's obviously more tropical climate there. And and in the winter I complain about how cold it is here (laughs) and they're like, well, here's some sunshine. And they're like, send us some cold because they're just like sweating to death. And I'm over here like, um, so you asked for it. <laughs> yeah. So they've always <laughs> joked about send us some snow. So what I did is I went and bought some souvenir Utah shot glasses, like eight, nine, ten ones right. with different scenes, but they sure. all said Utah on them. Yeah. And and it snowed because I went and met them in the first week of March, and so like January, February, I bought the snow gla- I bought the the shot glasses and filled them with snow. Right. Of course, the snow is going to melt. Yeah. Uh, but what I did was I sealed them. I sealed the shot. I filled them with snow. Took pictures of the snow so they would believe me, and then I sealed <laughs> it with hot wax. Oh, cool! And so it sealed the snow. The you know the melt yeah, yeah, snow, yeah. the water in there. And, um, so when I went and met him, um, I got this cool picture of us in the hotel and, you know, we, we talked and gave hugs and then we were walking out to go have dinner. And then I was like, Oh, I forgot something. Like I'd been so excited to give it to him that I just like totally forgot in the moment of actually meeting them. Uh-huh. And so I was like, come back, come back, come back, come back. So we can walk in and they're like, I go, I got something for everybody. And they're like, what is it? Oh, what is it? And one of them said, he brought us snow. And I, and I just freaking bust up laughing. <laughs> and so I was like, dude, you're not wrong. And I, opened up, I, I put him in a padded envelope. And, um, and so I gave him a shot glass with the, with the melted snow on it. And then I gave him, I had taken a picture of each one too. Yeah, you got to have the photo. the snow before it melted. And so I right. said, I, I just laid them out all out on the bed. And I said, you know, take whichever one you want. Here's a picture and here's a shot glass. <laughs> Dude, that's so see those those things as oh first off that wasn't a small thing because that took some effort but it's little things like that that breed loyalty like nobody's business you know yeah, like I, any any new swag we create out here 
I try to get out to our team as much. In fact, you just reminded me I got to send out um, coasters. You got the coaster I sent you, right? Coaster? I don't think so. I thought I sent you a coaster. What does it look like? Like that? No. Say what? All right. You dick. I'm going to have to send you some shit. Yeah, I'm a dick. It's all, it's, it's true. Um, yeah, I've, I've never had an employee quit. I've, I've, you know, fired a few very rarely, but yeah. um, you know, that's another thing about hiring and firing is, is a lot of people still, and this has been, this has been pumped on by quite a few different people, you know, hire slow, fire fast. Um, and I don't think people understand the effects of your business if you don't. I mean, yeah. like taking the time that you did and the taking the time that I do going through people and figuring out who they are, what they're about, and then watching, Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, and watching me too. I mean, we did a performance review like in the second month with our interns. It's almost time to do it again, right after seasons, they'll get another survey. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is if we're not on the same page, um, our clients are going to suffer. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think for the, and, and sometimes it's not even a skill set thing. You know, they might be the best mm-hmm. whatever on the planet, but it just doesn't work. Vibe, yeah. Yeah, no, I, that, that's why when we started this hiring conversation, I, I was joking, you opened up a whole new discussion because you nailed it. Like I weigh front load my efforts. So when you say, you know, what's your experience with employees mm-hmm. and their consistency, dude, I have mm-hmm. zero problems because I, I make sure it's, it's way, it's way worth spending way more worth spending a lot of time um, being very uh, methodical and strategic and observant in hiring than to just die by a thousand cuts later and, and have disasters to clean up. So I'd way rather. So here, here's the short version of how I hire. Mm. So I put out, when I put out the job listing, I, I, I structure the posting in a very strategic way. So at the top, I put like, hey, here's all the sexy things. Here's the fun responsibilities you'll have. And then I jump down to the bottom and I put, here's your compensation. Um, and then in the middle, I put an Easter egg. And so in the, because people are always like, what are responsibilities? How much am I going to get paid? Yeah. And so in the middle, I put, um, don't message me on this job platform. I'm not going to read it. My preferred method of communication is Skype. And when you Skype me, you have to send me the message that, um, you know, T-Rex has sexy arms, like just something stupid that nobody would ever message you. And then, so what I'm looking for is a people that can read B people that can follow directions. And so I've made the mistake in the past of people would message me on the job board, even though I told them not to. And I'd look at the resume and I'm like, Ooh, that's a good resume. And, and so I'd follow up and it just never freaking works. And so <laughs> that's like your first safety net is set up a little game, a little Easter egg. And then when they reach out to you, um, when they message me on Skype, they may, they may message me on Skype, but if they don't tell me about how sexy T-Rex's arms are, I don't reply. Yeah. And, and then once they get through that, then I do like a paid test because I also want to be respectful. I don't expect people to just come in and make an effort and yeah. if it doesn't work out. So I'm like, here, how does this much compensation sound for a one-time thing? If it doesn't work out, that way you didn't waste any time. Right. But at least I can really see because anybody can put anything on a resume. Yep. I, I, don't, I almost don't even care about the resume. I just want to go like, okay, yeah, they have the general experience. Now prove it. Yeah. And so yeah. I have them do the test. Uh, whatever their skill set is, the test will vary. And then, um, so, so as you go through this, you get a hundred applicants, 50 of them don't follow the rules and they message you directly on the platform mm-hmm. that sweet 50% gone. Yep. Then 25 of the 50 message you on Skype or whatever your 
preferred method of communication is, but they don't tell you how sexy T-Rex's arms are. Sweet. There's another 50%. Yep. So then you reply, you have a short engagement for whatever reason, half of the people don't say anything more than hi. And there goes the other half. Yep. And you're down, now you're down to like five, 10 people, give them the paid test. Half of those people won't complete it. Uh, another 25% of them that do, don't do it efficiently. And now you're left with like two or three people. And then I just have a conversation with them. I, and then I wish final... we would have known you back when I was in the angel investment corp, because that was my job was finding new talent mm-hmm. alongside of finding new deals. I mean, when, whenever we got into a project, it was like, okay, you don't have enough people here. I remember we worked on a project here. Um, we had something like, I want to say a hundred or a hundred and something applicants. Obviously here in Vegas, it's a lot more transient. So I think it was more like 65% mm-hmm. didn't even bother to show up for the appointment time of the ones that were left. I think maybe we had one or two. It's really bad. One or two that were worth hiring. Yeah. Um, two more that we wanted to, but couldn't because of their backgrounds. Um, and the two that we, that were worth hiring never showed up for the second appointment. Yeah. It's it's, so, it's, you see the weirdest stuff in the hiring process. It is really odd. I, I, I've got some friends in HR. You should hear some of their stories. Oh my gosh. I bet. Yeah. yeah. I'll give you one. Of, I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, one, yeah, one. yeah. Go, go, go. I'll tell you one thing I did. Me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this, well, actually I'll tell you too. So before I had, before I started my company, um, one job that I ended up getting when I went in to, um, it was the weirdest thing. This guy just called me out of nowhere. I, I was working at just this normal whatever job. And um, I get a phone call on my cell phone and I didn't know, know the number. So I answer and the guy's like, hey, I'm a, I'm a headhunter and I found your resume on Monster. And I'm like, dude, I didn't even know I still have my resume on Monster. The last time I touched that was like three years ago. Right. Cool, whatever. Because, you know, the job I was at was just He's, a job. He, he was a digger. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so he ends up, I end up going and meeting this guy for the interview and while we're talking, we're face to face at a table. We're like three feet apart and we're like five, 10 minutes into it. And then all of a sudden he's like, like brushing his nose. And I'm like, and he's doing it long enough that clearly it wasn't just, it wasn't an itch. Yeah. And so well, it like, wasn't that kind of itch. Yeah. And so, so I go, I recognize that motion. That's not no, a good motion. No, it's, no, it's not cocaine. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's usually what they do too. That's, the, that's yeah. almost exactly what they do. <laughs> so then, so then, so then I go, do I got, do I got something on my nose? And he's like, yeah, bro. Sorry. I just could I just couldn't do it anymore. You got like a fat booger, like, right. <laughs> so I was just like, all right, let me take care of that. What's funny is I'm, I still, it's, it's been like 15, 16 years. And I still talk to that guy every other year. Like we just stayed in touch. And um, how can so you that, not? I mean, after you, after something like that happens, how can you not stay in touch with somebody? Hey man, how you yeah. been? <laughs> it's well, <Booger> boy. <laughs> the, like that, that one you would think would sound embarrassing. I actually don't, you know, I don't care about that one. The one that was kind of embarrassing looking back was, um, this was like after that job. No, this was right before. So th- this was right before that job. I did. I didn't get this job. I'm about to tell you, but later, ironically, I came back to that company and I did get a job with them at a higher level. So it's oh, kind of geez. funny. So after, I didn't, I didn't tell them this story. I'm about I, to tell you I until, should hope a, not. until after I got hired. Attaboy. So, so, um, 
so I get the, this is when I was starting to get into internet marketing and there right. was a job at this design agency and I, uh, I got my wisdom teeth pulled Ooh. and, and then all of a sudden they call me for a job interview. And so same, same kind of thing. Like my phone rings, I don't know who it is. And I answer and I'm like, Wait, Oh, like, like you, literally, <laughs> I, was, I was about to say like, you literally just had him and you answered the phone anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, I don't know if it was like the same day, but it was within like forty-eight hours, twenty-four hours, or something. Oh, yeah, and, you're still um, you're still hurting. Yeah, I still had the mouthful of cotton, and and uh, <laughs> so she's like, "Yeah, we just got your resume, and I want to know if you can come in." And and I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, sure, sure." And so I I go in there, and I was just like, I I was I I was relatively confident, not not at the level I am now, but I was I think I was confident, but a little stupid. <laughs> and so it so it was like it was in my mind i'm like yeah i'm confident i don't care that i got my business instead of like i'm confident but that's stupid damon and so i go into this interview and i still got the puffy chipmunk oh, cheeks oh my gosh and i sit down and and i don't really rationalize this until in retrospect and she's just like are you sure you want to do this interview <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm good. And I'm, I'm literally like mumbling like that. And I never heard back from him that oh, round. That's, just, that's hilarious. So I, I can imagine the after, the after conversations after. Oh, that. yeah. Well, he had sure. balls. He showed up even though he had his, <laughs> though he had his sure. wisdom pulled. There was definitely a conversation after I left. <laughs> I don't know if we should hire him, though. That's a little too much balls, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was I was their Gen Z, or they're like, "Fuck oh, that guy." <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, I know that I've I've had a few job interviews in the past. Um, nothing as funny as that, but it's it's for me. It's always been um, the un the unknowing, intelligent native um, being a little too smart for his own good, and not knowing how to shut up. And that yeah, that was that yeah, was my downfall yeah, back yeah. then. Um, is sometimes I would let out a little too much and then those above me would be like, yeah, he's got to go. Yeah. Um, been through that, done that. It's one of the reasons why I'm psychologically unemployable because I don't have a problem telling you what I think. Um, it's a gift in the curse. Yeah. Well, for, for us as business owners, it's a gift. Yeah. It lends to our transparency. As an employee, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even in the even in the mid level uh, mid senior level management, you got to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, especially depending on the industry. For exactly. Sure. You just yeah. you you offend the wrong person, and so I, psh, out. Uh, yeah. We in fact, I just um, was just having a conversation with um, somebody who I'm I'm becoming friends with really quick. Um, he has a SaaS company. Uh, they have a product that that works very well, and. We all got on a call, our partners and him and his marketing guy, um, who heads up his marketing. The moment somebody tells me that, it's like, it's a contractor. But they acted like they were a partner. So, so it's okay. I, I catch, I'm, one of the nice things about being an empath is you can feel shit even through a phone call or a Zoom call. It's really interesting. Right. Um, and some of his, some of his comments and, and then his silence told me everything. Yeah. And so I, yep. I reached back out to him and I said, Hey, let's, you know, let's just a couple owners. Let's get on the phone and talk. And we did, we had a great conversation. Um, he really appreciated the fact that I wanted to come back and talk. And I said, Hey, I need to ask you something only because I'm a little concerned. And I asked him, I said, is this person really your 
partner. And he's like, no, 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 there are no partners. It's just me. I was like, ah, so this is a contractor. He goes, yeah, everybody's in, in the, is an independent contractor. And I was like, makes absolute sense. Here's what I, here's what I saw. And he's like, yeah, well, I already told him I'm going to tell you how to do it. You're just going to figure out how to get it done. <laughs> And I was like, it sounds like an owner to me. <laughs> you know, you know what? The, 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 uh, I was rolling my eyes when you were talking about Skype because I see this every, every you know, once a year, twice a year. You know, you know what I call it? I call it new sheriff syndrome. And so, <laughs> I love it. So, I love it. So I'm going through it right now. I got this new technology client and they had, they had their marketing guy and he was a contractor, but he's, he's super cool. I like this guy. Yeah. And um, because he, like he was actually on our side where it's like, let the experts be the experts yeah. and I'm just going to support them when they ask me to. Yeah. Well, all of a sudden we get the, the owner of the company brings in the good old boys. And so the, the new VP of whatever brings in his good old boys. And so then there's all these new sheriffs rolling in and we get in. Um, Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. Well, they just got to prove their worth. And so they're in there like, trying to look for any gaps and this and that and so we get on this we get on this meeting and, and we have the 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 old contact the guy like yeah he's still in the picture but he's slowly getting phased out and then the new guy who's like this super amateur guy um and he's overseas uh, which is fine being overseas because no like it's said, the super amateur guy why is, is why i said uh it's it. oh yeah, yeah yeah no but i mean the combination of the super amateur guy and being overseas and him needing to prove his value he comes in and we're on call number one and it's just cringeworthy. He's like, so we're talking about SEO stuff. And he's like, did we do keyword research? I'm like, yeah, here's the files. And then bring up a screen, share my screen. He's like, well, did we look at competitors? I'm like, yeah, Here, you know, and he's like trying to find something, right? Yeah, they, did, they, not, they, they, they don't dig in a manner of, because if it, in all honesty, anybody that isn't an amateur would have reached out to whoever it was first before the call. Yeah. I said, hey, I just want to get with you, find out what you guys have already done, so that when we get on the call, I can be at least a little more productive yeah. to yeah. support you and what you've already yeah. done. If, I mean, if you've done all of this stuff already, I can go looking for other shit to do. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need to mess with it. Yeah. But every time, and this happened with, with the other side too, the one I was just telling you about, I start talking about AI and first-party data and, and you know, identity resolution. He starts going off track. And he says a couple of things and I was just like, yeah, he doesn't know what we're talking about, mm -hmm. but he's just trying to, he's trying to, smart. he's trying to down it though. You can hear it. And I'm like, bruh. <laughs> well, we get off, we get off the call. And, well, the, the, the old guy hits me, sending me a private. A private I'm sure, I'm message. sure he was sitting there going, I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> he did. No, I, so that's he, what I thought. He, he <laughs> said, he sends me a message and he's like, it, it was just short, like dude or something like that, you know? And so, I get off and I send him a message like on LinkedIn. So it's like off. Their yeah. Away from everything. Yeah. 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 And I go like, I kind of got the vibe you wanted to talk. And so he calls me. <laughs> and he's like, I am so like F bomb tirade. Like I am so fucking sorry, dude. He goes, that was embarrassing that that guy came in and asked all those basic questions and this and this and this. And, and I've been through, I, I've been through that, you know, plenty of time so we all like, have yeah so so I, I i come back and i try to you know i give the guy the answer respectfully but yeah. also reinforcing like don't step on my toes bro yeah and then but you know another perfect example is why this always fails is because we had this one company i won't say who they are but um massive international real estate company uh -huh. yeah and they were worth you know 
more than tens of millions of dollars. And then Jeez. within, within um, a couple months of us working with them, they were valued at a hundred million dollars. And so nice. um, new sheriffs come rolling in, we get phased out six months later, they're bankrupt in an administration. Six months from a hundred million dollars to bankrupt. So it's not the first time I've seen that or heard that this happens a lot in startups. Um, especially because the guys that call themselves startup experts are anything but they're, they're just fundraisers. Just they're, they're fundraisers. Get, get the money. They really don't, it, they really money. don't understand. And, and don't get me wrong. There's a place for equity firms. There's a place for VCs, there's a place for angel investors. A lot of startups don't know the difference between the three, the purposes for each one and how to deal with each so that you don't end up BK. Um, and, and when you, and, and it could be something as, as just one element, like what moving you guys out and bringing another team in that don't really know what they're doing. Uh, by, by, by the way, if you are one of those guys, that's a new sheriff, please don't do what we're describing. Jesus, save yourself the embarrassment, save yourself the headache, <laughs> save them the headache and just listen. Just be honest. Yeah. Just, just be honest. Like, listen, I don't know what you guys have done. I don't know what you haven't done. Is there some way we can collaborate for info? So I'm not one stepping on toes two double efforting anything because mm -hmm. the moment you start asking those basic questions, you've now doubled the effort on something that's already been finished. Mm -hmm. That is not value to your client. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you think you're better than they are and you're just trying to check up on somebody. I, for one, I didn't do that when we were on that call. I was just like, I know this is what you got. Cool. Awesome. It works. We have nothing to say. It, it, I'm not touching it. I don't want yeah. your job. Here's yeah. what we do. And this is where we think we can benefit you the most. And if that, and if that fits, awesome, we'll do it. If it doesn't fit, awesome. Love you. Call us, call us if you ever need us. Mm -hmm. I'd rather not have a problem, child. But for, for somebody out there who considers themselves an expert, let me roll my eyes to the back of my head again. Um, <laughs> Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't get too full of yourself. There are other people out there that have other things that will help enhance what you're already doing. Bring them in, make them yeah. a part of the, make them a part of the fam. Just dig into them yeah. and, and learn everything you can. You're not going to lose your position. If you've been effective already, you have nothing to worry about. If you haven't, well, maybe then you may want to think about it, you know, but don't try to ruin your, your owner. Cause your owner is going to turn around and just can your ass anyway. You know, I just tell you. I got this new lead that I'm nervous about because um, uh, you want me to you want me to prospect them? I'll I'll, I'll, I'll troll them. No, I know the answer is already a no, and I don't know why I'm still considering them a yes. I I really don't know why. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because it's like this new sexy company and it'd be like a cool portfolio line item or what. Like it is just screaming red flags, and um, they're they're just making me go through the rounds of RFPs and all this bullshit. And it's like, look, we're like, we're good at what Who we the do, fuck does RFPs anymore? Jesus, are you kidding me? No, no. And so I haven't heard from them in like two or three weeks. I just get an email yesterday and it's, it says, um, hey, we want to proceed to the next round. I'm like, oh, God. Do people really understand what RFPs are really for? You know what that, you know what that really, I mean, other than the enterprise. Government? I don't exactly. Know. It's a government piece of paper that sits there and tells you a whole bunch of shit that never gets done. You want to know how I know this? I used to work for a construction company back in Maui. We used to look at RFPs that were this freaking thick. The civil would go through it. And I'd look at him. I'd go, do you really read all that? He goes, nah, these are the, these are the pages I really look at. And I'm like, then why do you keep thumbing through it? He says, because I got to look like I'm busy. 
Yeah. What the hell is the rest it's of it so for you? Uh, it's just a bunch of malarkey. It's just words. It's so painful. Yeah. And so it's like, so so they said, hey, we want to move to the next phase, which is cringe. And then I can't remember what else they said, but, <laughs> cringe, but they said something it. like, they said, uh, can you provide, dude, no, I got to get it. I got to read it. Cause yeah, the words, pull it up, dude. We got time. The words that they used was just like the nail in the coffin. And, and I don't know why I'm still considering it. I really, I'm going to regret it. Well, I'm sure I'm while, regret it. while you're, while you're looking for that, we're going to take a quick 30 second break. We come back. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into this. We'll dig into this email. It should be got good. It. It's ready. See you guys in just a minute. All right, guys, we're back, and we're about to get into this email. That I thought David we were just, rolling, man. That was uh, good stuff. Yeah, it was great talking stuff. about how good this is, and people need to hear this. <laughs> people Damn do it. need to hear this. Guys, <laughs> so we're talking, about a, we're talking about a truly cringeworthy uh, proposal that was sent. Uh, well, no, request for proposal, request for which proposal. is usually only done by government entities uh, or enterprise companies that are like eight or nine figures. I don't know that these guys are anywhere close to this. So they, no, they're, they're a startup. They're a startup, yeah. so they've got some. They've got somebody who's who's academically intelligent, <clears throat> and trying to trying to make them sound make themselves sound intelligent, and we're about to hear the e- <laughs> we're about to hear the email that Damon got, asking for them for him to continue stressing air next <laughs> next round, and I I said this would be good for a laugh, so let's hear it. Damon, thank you again for your patience and for submitting a proposal. We are interested in moving forward on next steps in our RFP process. For the next phase, we are asking you to create a three-month plan timeline that is tactical, specific, and allows us to understand how you would hit the ground running with X. Please note, for this exercise, we ask you to assume you would be working with our own content agency, not sourcing the content arm internally from your agency. We will then ask your team to present the three-month plan to us with our manager for discussion. Can we please have this plan by November 4th, EOD? Dude, reading that full thing, that's a no. I just, that's a no. Big, so so no. For, first line would have already been a no for me. And yeah. here's why. Here's why. I'm out. The moment somebody gets academic, I already know they don't know what they're talking about. No. Most times. There are some that really do. But unless they've actually had experience in startups, that line, that first line, I'm out. Yeah. Like the I mean, fact that if I got to prove, prove what we do, the, the fact that you were introduced by a referral that had a home run and you're aware of very clearly what we do, you already have an out. I've already given you the outline that you're asking for. In, it was proactively in the proposal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. My, my, my biggest concern, that, that's a problem child in the wings right there for sure. Yeah. So I, I know I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I know is a no. I, when I, when I was a, when I was the investment manager for the angel group that I was working for, um, I used to hang out downtown Las Vegas, you know, down near the Zappos area. And there were a lot of great tech kids that were coming up with cool ideas and products and stuff like that. And is that place still around? Uh, no, the, the user library, user lib has gone. It's been gone for a while. They've, they've completely redone downtown and it's, it's got a real nice Renaissance going on, but mm. no, that's, that's all gone. Um, the the interesting thing was is that when I came across people that had products, for the most part, one they didn't even know what they were doing. They they knew tech, but they didn't understand business. But I came across one group that created a new social network app. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more of those. We do because we don't we don't there's, there's just not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a great app. They had a great prop. They had a yeah yeah. We were both so good at that. Yeah, we were both so good at that. I don't know if people know how to take that comment. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> they either will or they want one of the two. <laughs> but the, so it was, it was interesting because I had, a, I had a meeting with the core team, which was uh, three people. Then they were the, the CEO um, and their, their chief technical officer and stuff. And I was like, okay, whatever. Um, what do you got? And they showed me the thing. I said, well, this looks like a good idea. I mean, you, you've got a hell of a, a, a gorilla to fight against, but if you can carve out enough of a market, where do you see your revenue coming from? They had an idea. It was, it was, it was perfect for an angel because there was no POC, no proof of concept. Um, so I said, okay, well, let's, let's get this to a, a phase of, do you have all of this stuff on paper? Yeah, we pretty much do. I says, okay, cool. Send me you know, an NDA. I'll take a look at it. If I think it's worth it, I'll take it to the group. They said, well, we need you to meet our, our investor relations person. Who? But we have an, a, an investor relations uh, yeah. representative. You do? Yeah. All right. Have a reach out. They did. Um, and they said, well, I, I, their first email, and I yeah. just basically cut my throat, guys. Um, the first email that comes across, we, I'd like to set up an appointment to sit down and talk with you and learn more about you and what you like to invest in and this and this. it's all directed at me. And I, I wrote back, I said, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not, I'm not understanding your request here. Um, I was told you'd be reaching out to me to help me get the documents I need to be able to, oh, well, we don't know if we want to work with you. We need to know that there's a fit. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? I'm the investment manager. I'm the gateway to the money. 185 angel investors representing nine figures. Yeah. You want to know me? Yeah. I'm not the guy you want to know. Second, what do you think what do you think you're doing here? I mean, you honestly believe that your position you have no proof of concept. You have no no foundation. You have nothing but an app. You actually think you're in a position to start acting like you have the choice to who you work with? Really? This is interesting. Please tell me more. Uh, I ended up going back to the CEO and telling him, yeah, we're, we're, we're done. And he goes, yeah. well, well, what happened? And I laid out the emails. And he goes, oh, well, let me talk to her. I said, no, no, no. You don't have to talk to her. Yeah. I'm out. So is my nine figures. We're good. Thank you very much for your, for your time. And I haven't talked to him since. And the, the idea is you can't, one, you can't look a gift horse in the mouth. And truly, it was a gift horse deal because I was ready to put their deal on the table until they brought that other person in. You know what? Um, I put it in our contracts. I literally have a clause that says too many chefs in the kitchen. And, and it says if at any point you bring in another person to work on the scope of our responsibilities, whether in-house or, or otherwise, otherwise we're, we're out and you're buying the contract out. It's, it's only fair because the only thing that and, – and I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners that know this, but there are a few that probably don't. The only thing that, that more people working on the same scope of work ends up doing is creating confusion. Dude, you want to know um, – I got a perfect example. So cool. we got, cool. I got this um, friend that – I actually got two stories with him, one about VC. So I'll, I'll do the VC one 
later. Um, so on the topic of too many, too many chefs in the kitchen. So he comes in, he works with a lot of brands. He does a lot of investments. He does his side projects. So this is one of his side projects. And he's like, Hey, I want to blend my network, make this website that basically does like a tech stack. And so we can connect you with certain providers with certain discounts because sure. we have certain relationships. And so his partner, he's got like a, I'm guessing 50, 50 partner on, on one of his entities. And he's like, my partner doesn't want to do this. I told him, whatever, you know, take, take out, offset my compensation until it pays for itself. Like, I don't care. I think this is going to work. Right. And so his one friend's just all against it. So him and I are just working directly and we build out the site, we launch it. And then, um, like two weeks ago. So this was like maybe two months ago. So like two weeks ago, I was telling somebody else about this cool site we launched and we're going to be doing all these things mm -hmm. and the site's broken. And so I go, I'm like, um, you know, they, they gutted the custom design, all the SEO content we added is gone. It's got a template WordPress website now. And so I text, I email my friend and I was like, what happened? And he writes back and he says, he says your word. He says too many chiefs, man. And so he's like, we'll talk about it another time. And so what was funny uh, or ironic about this whole thing is that the dude that didn't want anything to do with it had to have been him now comes in and he's like, fuck yeah, but we need to take a different approach and just broke the whole thing. Yeah. He, he basically screwed his own pocket by, yeah. by doing that. There's one thing you never, ever do. If, if you've already got something growing, this isn't a bonsai tree. You got to let it grow on its own. If it's already moving in the right direction, you can't go changing the direction and thinking, oh, we're going to pivot. Fuck, if the thing's yeah. working, you don't pivot. You don't fix what ain't broke. Dude, it's been sitting there for weeks now, just dead. Oh, it I'm sure. Like shit. I'm sure. It's still a WordPress template. Some, what is it? Um, there's an old cliche saying around that. Um, cut your nose despite your face. It's, a, it's an it's an old it's an old yeah literally you have a perfect face and cut your nose off that was really smart you know the 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 intent to try to make yourself the right and ends up losing losing a huge treasure because you you have to be right that's yeah. complete that's complete egotism well the, well this same guy or egoism the, excuse me this the that same guy ties into the VC story with the same two people, but for one of their other entities. So they picked up this huge, there was this huge brand that was backed by SoftBank that went defunct. And then they picked them for, picked them up for pennies on the dollar. And um, so I, him being my friend, I help him out with what I can, restoring the website, pulling backups, whatever. And just simply by reestablishing their historical backups, their traffic doubled literally within a week. And so then the same homie that is super robotic about his actions, you know, like this is the path we do with everything. And he comes in and him and, and he took on VC money, which I get because he had to get this funded. Like it was just because of the pennies on dollar. It doesn't mean it was still in the millions of dollars. Right. Right. And so it could literally be pennies. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, takes on these investors and, and that's a whole other discussion too is mm -hmm. just the type of personality that our investors and them squeezing every dollar out my, my friend's done enough of these vc deals that he knows it comes with the territory mm -hmm. but i could feel the dissatisfaction in his quality of life dealing with these people and he'd only been dealing with them for like three weeks and so he ends up you know like they just consumed him so much and the the 
he's financially he made an awesome move like he's getting out but so i i mean this was a short window this is like a six month train wreck and i imagine it was emotionally traumatic so but it's going to be worth his while for just a six month thing but man what an intense like freaking mental mind screw when a when a vc gets involved in a business um to my understanding i i I, we were actually looking for vc for the tech company before i stepped out um we talked with about i think as a group we talked with about three different funds we hadn't had poc yet he was he was he was actually supposed to be talking to angel investors Um, and i had taken him to the old group that i worked for and they weren't interested because it wasn't really an app it was more of a physical product paired with an app Mm. uh, for meeting space um and it ended up looking like kind of like a WeWork. Speaking of SoftBank, um, <clears throat> I heard yeah, I heard they're like bailing them out. I haven't looked it up though. They are still bailing them out. They they whole nother were they with, conversation. Were they with them? Before, yeah, we don't need to get down on it. But I, were they with them before COVID or only after? Oh no, they've been with them for a while. SoftBank's mm-hmm. actually pulled them out of the floor a couple times. I, I <laughs> couple times. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Not going to get into it, but yeah. the, the idea of it is, is that when you, when you go to a VC, you literally are giving up a lot of executive control. And yeah, <laughs> the personality is out the window, but you're, you're going to be giving up a lot of executive control. And that's just how it is. Um, it doesn't matter what VC you're with. Uh, and you and know what's interesting? What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what we found interesting about VCs is that they'll come in and they'll replace the whole crew and they'll keep one guy and that's yeah. the guy they lean on. They keep a key employee or a couple of key employees, but the weight of the world's on their shoulders until everybody else is trained and then yeah. they can leave. Um, and that can be a shit one. Like your buddy just went through. Yeah. Cause and you don't even, get, you don't get a break. Even, even if they take, like, even if you know you're giving up equity and control in this circumstance on paper, he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. They're coming in and they're, and they're just like they, pushing their opinion so hard that it doesn't matter if they have a right to push it or not. Like it's going to happen. It's, it's literally when you, when you get a VC, it's the same thing as opening up the, the gate for the steers and they're all longhorns and they're coming. Yeah. that's and, and you ain't got a horse to ride on at that yeah. point. You're just standing there waiting for them to come. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not always fair and yeah, there are legal problems down the line that sometimes happen, but that company is going to make a profit one way or another, even if they have to bully their way through it. And that's, it's really bad. I, I, I don't really appreciate the model that some VC firms take. Not all of them are like that. Um, when they just bully their way through, uh, and then turn around and go, but we made profit. Yeah. But at the expense of what? Yeah. You know, you, you've no, you've no culture anymore. I mean, when, and this is just. This is just my experience. When Marriott bought out Ritz Carlton, uh-huh. Ritz Carlton used to have this thing called a green book training, which uh-huh. was probably the most employee empowering training I'd ever seen in my life. Marriott wasn't even close to it at that at that time. I don't know what they are now. When Marriott took over, shit went out the window. Yeah. The, the employees couldn't do what they were able and empowered to do previously. It just yeah. it was a full culture switch. Yeah. And, but that's how it works. I mean, that's just that's just the way it rolls. I think it's interesting that I always find it fascinating how many people are obsessed with funding. Like, I got an idea, I need money. I got an idea, I need money. No, you don't. Go do the thing and figure it out yourself. Make the idea. At least get the at least get the prototype done first. You remember the movie Robots? 
Uh, Matthew McConaughey was the was the main character. It was a it was a, a a little robot who was an inventor wanted to go see Big Weld. Big Weld no, was this guy. I remember. Okay. I remember Short Circuit. That's even before that. So Robot was an anime. <laughs> robots before. is before Short Circuit, or Short Circuit. No, no, no. Short Robot. Circuit is before Robots. Robots was uh, early earlier two thousands. I'll send you a link to the. To I'm, it. I'm looking while you're talking. Yeah, it's it's so it's a story of a of a young robot who was trying to be an inventor. He had invented his own little thing, and just wanted to get it to the big guy so the big guy could take it and and mass produce it so it could help people. Okay, he wasn't looking for funding. He was looking for support. Unfortunately, the drama in the story of it, of course, is that the big guy was no longer there. Some other dude came in and was you know he was the antagonist, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But he did it himself. He made the first one and yeah. did his best to perfect it before he even took it to the person. So he had a concept that he could prove. And, and like you said, there's a lot of guys, oh, I got this great idea. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I can scratch shit out on a napkin too. In fact, I've done it for three businesses. <laughs> Two of them did okay. One failed, whatever. Um, but it, it, money comes when you have something that actually works and can actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This this same shit happens in real estate too. Everybody's like, I gotta buy a buyer's list. Go, but not go get a deal. You get a deal, the buyers are so they they always show up. You will never yeah. miss when you have a deal sitting in the wings. Yeah, it's kind of how it works. I, I wish more people would understand that. Yeah. So what's what's new and what what else is new that's going on in your world, brother? You know, one thing that kind of stands out lately is um, doing what we're doing now. Um, you know, I've always kind of been a giver and a networker, but it was just kind of my nature. And then I would just kind of do it passively. Mm. And then I've really lately started to quantify, not only obviously the financial impact is nice, but just the relationships. Mm. And I, the last two months or so, three months, I don't know, um, just all in on just freaking talking. Yeah, like not going in and being like, "How can how can you make me money? How can I make me you money? Whatever." It's just like, "What are you doing? How's it going? What's new?" And it's been super cool. I've met a lot of really great people, and I feel like I feel like my network has like doubled or tripled just in the last couple of weeks, just from being like, "What's up?" <laughs> you know, you know what's you you bring up a really good point because there's been a there's been a solid push for that, especially on like LinkedIn. Everybody's like, well, you need to get to know people, and all the business sales guys are like, no, I need to sell. And I'm like, bruh, you ain't gonna shit. Yeah. You keep pushing like that, dude. That's just not how it's working anymore. Yeah, you need to talk to people. Um, I've actually been get. I'm still getting the here I got like even for my birthday, I got you a discount on this cool thing, and you know I'm like, uh, so the favor that's really lining their pockets yeah it's like dude first off i don't know you secondly how do you know what you got i need yeah. we haven't talked so it's it's a but there are a couple of people that are are online that are teaching the right way to do this obviously they're info products and their coaches blah 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 yeah. i'm no coach so what they got doesn't work for what i do <laughs> yeah it's a little different what we do in fact um we have to talk to people we 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 our relationships with business owners or decision makers cannot be just sales. And it's not so much about the know you like you trust you thing. It's we need to know whether or not we're going to be able to do anything with them yeah. before we can do anything for them. Well, in addition to that, like we were saying earlier, like, do I even want to work with them? Yeah. Do it. Do we, I like, do I, do I like you? And yeah. it's funny. It's funny when you throw that on somebody, it's like, what do you mean? Do you like me? I was like, yeah. Um, 
I have I this pay thing. you money. Well, I don't care. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, I'm appreciative of Ben Franklin like anybody else. However, Ben isn't the, isn't the personality I'm dealing with. It's yours. And if, if we don't get along, how, how long is that Ben Franklin going to last? I've, I've, had, I've said no a lot. I'm, I'm gonna, as soon as we hang up, I'm going to make another no with that other client. But you know, Do one, it. I've, one, I'm, I'm standing by you on that. If they got any problems, don't call me. I'll troll them all day. Yeah, I'll be like, Michael said no. Yeah, Mike said, you're out, I'm out. <laughs> um, no, I had I actually had a really unique experience when I was kind of in my company's earlier days. Mm. Um, it, I, I've always been very respectful and um, aware of the importance of time with my wife and kids. And yeah. um, But it was harder to say no. I would say no, but it was like more traumatizing when I would do it Yeah, in the early days. Mm-hmm. But I remember this one time I went with a local guy. This is when my agency was smaller and we were doing more small local business. And um, he was a roofer mm-hmm. and he's like, can you, can you just stop by my house? And I was like, sure, whatever. And so <laughs> I walk in and he's got like trophy kills all over his wall. And I'm like, what did oh! I just walk into? And I walk in Congrats and Congrats on your room of death. Yeah, I walk Ace in Ventura. and he locks the door behind me. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, I'm and, done. <laughs> so we're sitting on the couch. So instantly I'm like, okay, am I going to go through the window at the back door? <laughs> like, and, and so I have this conversation, whatever, and, and we're talking. You, you about, did have your, your car safety deal, right? So you can just punch the window in case you, you don't have to jump through it. At the I actually, <laughs> I, have my, I have my concealed weapons permit. I, that, I that'll actually, work too. Just I actually one, had it with me. <laughs> one in the ground um, is on your way out. You, you'll be fine. <laughs> so um, it was super uncomfortable. I wasn't like, I wasn't literally, I, I was nervous as fuck. I'm sure. I, was, I, I didn't feel like, I didn't really feel like harm was on the table, but it was, it was awkward. Yeah. And, um, he was really like, um, intimidating. Like he was very intentional in his words. And, and so at the end, like, we're like, cool, I'll send you a proposal, whatever. Like we, we leave on kind of the middle ground terms. And as I'm walking out the door, thankfully he unlocked it. And, (laughs) and he's like, he looks at the contract and he goes, is this your cell phone number? And I go, no, I go, I don't give out my cell phone number. Um, and he goes, you're not that important. And I go, no, but my family is. Yes. And that was the end of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes some people begin to take their own self-importance a little too much. And, and I've actually, and I learned this from another old friend of mine. So I, I, don't have communication with anymore i don't know where he's at um but it becomes you know it's really interesting now being 49 i've done a lot in my life i've done some things that i've i'm i'm proud of and some things that i'm not proud of i'm not a flea on the back of society Mm -hmm. what makes you so much better what makes you think you're even the dog or the cat whatever i don't whatever the animal is (laughs) I don't give a the shit. animal. The animal. <laughs> but what, what makes you think you're the actual animal? I mean, if, if you honestly believe you're the beast, it's going to be a real interesting wake-up call when the slap from the 500-pound gorilla comes down and you finally realize you're not all you thought you were. You oh, might yeah. want to reconsider your attitude because you'll get a lot more. And I, I'll run all the cliches in the world. You'll get a lot more ants with honey than you will with vinegar. Yeah, and I mean, this guy, you could tell he – 
he he had found some you know he could obviously pay his bills and he had a couple crew members and so nice. he wasn't broke by any means but he was in it doesn't you know, mean like, shit no he was in the, the 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 house wasn't respectable you could you know whatever but um there's what, there's a lot i mean because i know guys like that too you know some of them are in construction um and they're and they're they're rough around the edges they're not that bad but they're rough around the edges but i know how to get around that stuff you know yeah. not, it, there's there's a way to deal with it but when you get to that level that's that's enough well here's here's the thing here's the thing that you realize is that you, it's, it's like um level of experience in business you can you, you talked earlier about being an empath and like being able to detect how people are and, and i agree i can tell within 10 seconds on a phone call mm. for the first time if i'm mm. even going to remotely consider working with somebody mm. but what you realize is there there's kind of like three levels i'm just shooting at the hip here like right. three le three levels of business experience mm -hmm. like level one is new naive um whatever like trying to figure it out level the, two is the typical startup person yeah yeah then level two is i found some success now i'm arrogant now i think i know it all and then level okay so now there's i got a fourth level so yeah and the third third level <laughs> i saw that one level, coming as a <laughs> third level is like all right i realize i don't know everything but i'm going to figure it out whatever and then it, and then like the back fourth, to working yeah and then the fourth level is is where you where your sweet spot is your fourth level like the 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 more successful people I know, for the most part, as long as they're not a VC company, right, 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 right. The, the more successful people I know, then the nicer and the more humble they are. So there's a there's a I'll, I'll add on to that and and just to just to prove the point, I've, I've run into a couple of people who are very successful. Um, I don't get to talk to them that often. Obviously, we're not in the same worlds, but having met them um, and knowing their stories and understanding where they came from. Um, I also found that the ones who struck it from nothing have a tendency to be even a little more humble. The ones that have reached level four that kind of had it handed to them, mm -hmm. um, it can go either way. Yeah. The ones that I do know, my gosh, they are just the most awesome people to sit down with. And even if you don't say anything, their energy is just cool to be around. Mm -hmm. And it's not- like you just feel comfortable. Yeah, you do. It's like, I'm just hanging out with a bud. You know, it's not, it's not, I'm hanging out with Mr. Richman who makes way more yeah. money than I do. It's, yeah. it's not, I'm, I'm, this guy's like me and then I can hang out and have a dram and have a cigar or, you know, just chill with a cup of coffee. It's, it's the ability there's, to sit there's with no expectations. There isn't that. And that's the best part. There is no expectation because when you sit with level two, <laughs> yeah. What are you worth to me? <laughs> it's that's, that's the only kind of questions you're ever going to hear. You know, it's never going to be about, hey, how's, how's the fam? You'll never hear that question. You'll, you'll hear questions like, you know, I was looking at this, uh, this, this thing. What do you think about it? Mm -hmm. I don't. You know, my partners I'll do that with, but it's usually either it's preempted with, are you all right? Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Or I have a question. Yeah. Okay. Everything else good. What, what about worse. this? That is worse than them just giving the question. Yeah. At that level, it is. If if you're not if you're not taking a genuine interest with, and this goes both ways, client or vendor. If you're not taking a genuine interest in the person, why are you in that relationship? Mm -hmm. That's for, forgive the analogy, but it's like going down to the red light district for a fun time. 
dropping a hundred bucks and saying, well, you know, my wife always gets mad at me when I spend a hundred bucks, when I spend thousands on her every day, me spending a hundred dollars one time. I, um, I know that sounds wrong, but think about it. I mean, <laughs> am I off? <laughs> no, I got, um, I got one more. Maybe we'll start wrapping up here. I got to bounce in a minute, but I got okay. one, uh, I got one. I, I don't remember where I heard this. This this could have been something I read. It could have been a blog post. It could have been a video. This could be very well known. I don't know. But I remember hearing the story um, about a guy that found he, he, he had a relationship with some super, super, super successful guy. So guy A had moderate success. Guy B was freaking Jeff Bezos. And so <laughs> the, the guy A was to, I'm pretty sure this is a public story somewhere, but guy A goes to meet with guy B at his nice beachfront property and he's got every window and every door wide open with the AC full blast. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and guy A goes, why are you running the AC when all the windows are open? And he's like, because I like to feel the breeze. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You, you do you, man. You run that AC and feel the breeze. <laughs> That's right. It'd be nice, be nice and cool breeze too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I don't know where I'm going with that. It's just uh, you know what? It's called doing you. That, that's really where that falls into. And that's, that's what we should all be doing anyway. All right, guys. So we're going to wrap this up. We're actually a little over our normal time, but man, thanks for coming and hanging out on my birthday. I really Happy appreciate birthday, you. you old son of a bitch. Yes, I'm, I'm an old SOB in the DOM. You can figure that one out later. Um, <laughs> wait till I hit 50. Uh, <laughs> once again, if you're, if you're not following Damon, Damon Burton on LinkedIn, follow him. He posts some killer content. I'm, I'm usually reposting his stuff as well as some other, some other great people that I follow. Um, and, and if you, if you have anything on, you know, you have anything on your website, you're not getting enough traffic, you might want to pay a little bit of attention to what Damon talks about because um, he kind of knows his stuff. Yeah, and no sales pitch. I'm not sending you to a funnel. I'm not nope. sending you to a landing page. I'm nope. not sending you to In fact, he just drops the fucking answers. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> part. He, just, he drops the answers and expect, you know, if you don't know it, you can always reach out. The man knows his stuff. Um, if you can't find him there, you can find him on SEO National, correct? Dot com? SEO National dot com. Uh, I post some entrepreneurial, not so so all the SEO stuff's on SEOnational.com. DamonBurton.com also has some SEO stuff, but it's also just that's the entrepreneur side, yeah. And that's also good content, guys. If you if if anything, this is a, a new friend that I'm very thankful for, um, and I look forward to having you again when we get another update after another round of insane shit happening. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, hey, let me throw let me throw your listeners one freebie. Um, go so for I, it. So I I did this this book you, yeah you got the book yes i do i got it it's signed um the, it's right if, they want to, if they want to snag a <laughs> i have a free copy uh free seobook.com same thing there's there's no upsell that's right um, that's right you'll on the thank you page it'll invite you to a facebook group but that's it i lied it's right here ching there it is with with an, Re with, an with an autograph with an autograph with beard envy wasn't that what it said yes it was and then of course, and of course, Trent gets on a, on the birthday wishes today. That was awesome. He did. That was funny. <laughs> I so enjoyed that. That was classic. I got to talk to him again too. Yeah. All right, guys. So for for myself, Coffin Mike, for Damon Burton, thanks for listening. Stay up, stay safe, stay healthy, and live. Take care of each other. Ciao for now.
For more information on Java Chat, visit www.javachatpodcast.com. You've been listening to Coffee with Mike on Java Chat. Tune in weekly to this podcast for the next episode. You can also download or subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform. A production of Oasis Media Group, LLC. Located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.